Stolen Investigations. I run that Boston-based detective agency that my dad started many years ago. Now that dad is retired, it's up to me and my mom Gladys to keep this place in the black. I've seen a lot of strange things in my time here, and I never know what the next knock on the office door is going to bring. I'm Jim Nolan, Private Eye. Misfits Audio presents New in Town, Episode 23 of Jim Nolan, Private Eye. This is a really nice place, Jim. Did you pick it out yourself? What does that matter? We're here, aren't we? <laughs> Just feminine curiosity. Well? Um, <laughs> no. Who told you about it? Your mom? That's for me to know and you to find out. A challenge? I accept. Accept later. Look at the menu now. Besides, even though this is our third date, you're not supposed to ask questions like that. I'm sorry. These entrees are kind of expensive. Don't worry about it. If you say so, what would you say if I ordered the lobster? I'd say... I'd like a grilled cheese sandwich, please. Jim. (laughs) I'm kidding. Whatever you like. Really. Everything looks so good. Here comes the kid with the bread. If you need more time... Jim, look out! (gasps) Get the knife, Becky! Get the knife! A young waiter with a large knife has attacked Jim, and they're now struggling for control of the weapon. This certainly isn't what you'd expect to occur during a visit to one of Boston's fine dining establishments. We'll return to the restaurant and the struggle when we continue with episode 23 of Jim Nolan, Private Eye, New in Town. You're gonna lose, old man. The knife, Becky. Got it. Got it. Jim, are you are you okay? I'm fine. Not too bad for an old man. Thanks for the help. The waiter is out cold. Your hand is bleeding. Just a scratch. No big deal. Wrap this napkin around it. It's only... Please. What is going on here? Who are you? Nicholas Curtis, the manager. I'll tell you what's going on. Your waiter just attacked my date with a knife. Sean? (laughs) Impossible. That's exactly what happened. I saw it too. I can't believe that he... Explain this, then. That's a chef's knife. It shouldn't be out of the kitchen. Uh, Sir, madam, I'm so sorry that... We'd better call Carmichael. Carmichael? Lieutenant Walter Carmichael of the Boston PD. The police? uh, Do you think that's necessary? Necessary? The kid could have killed me. I'll call Jim. There's a payphone in the lobby. Thanks. Uh, Sorry about the date. No problem. 
to be continued? Definitely. In all my years in the restaurant business... Worried about your place's reputation, Curtis? Of course. If word gets out that one of my waiters tried to... Everybody here saw him. The word's already out. Oh, dear. Look on the bright side. Bright side? Didn't you ever hear the old saying? There's no such thing as bad publicity... You're sure you're okay, Jim. I'm fine, Mom. Do you want to have your hand looked at? No, thanks. It's already stopped bleeding. What do we know about the waiter, Lieutenant? Sean O'Connor, age 18. He lives in town with his mother and two younger sisters, twins. He attends Central High School. Decent grades. And he's been a waiter at Mr. Curtis's restaurant for about eight months. And a good one, too. He's never caused me any trouble until tonight. You checked him out before you hired him? Of course. And? Nothing. Not so much as a parking ticket. He's a good kid. And why did a good kid try to murder my son? I wish I knew, Mrs. Nolan. You ever see him before, Jim? Never. Well, then, it looks like what we've got here is a kid for hire. Somebody paid him to do what he did? Seems so. I wonder how much I'm worth. James Nolan. (laughs) You can't blame a guy for being curious. Excuse me, uh, sir? Yes, Sergeant? The O'Connor boy's mother is here. His mother? How did she... I called her lieutenant. I thought she'd want to know. Her son is old enough to face the music on his own, Mr. Gertis. In the eyes of the law, at 18, he's an adult. Sorry, I uh, I thought I was being helpful. Um, sir? Well, we can't really send her home now. Show her in, please, McManus. This way, ma'am. <laughs> Lieutenant, Mrs. Bridie O'Connor. Uh, ma'am, Lieutenant Carmichael. Have a seat, please. My boy. Please, sit. We need to talk. Thank you, McManus. Please close the door on your way out. Yes, sir. My boy, Mr. Curtis. Where is he? In a holding cell. What happened? Your son attacked my son Jim with a knife. Sean attacked you? With an eight-inch chef's knife. He's being held on a charge of attempted murder with a dangerous weapon. Everyone in the restaurant saw him. Did he hurt you? A couple of nicks. Nothing to worry about. Oh, thank the Lord. Sean's not too old for a good spanking. 
I can still put him over my knee. Do you have any idea why he did this, Mrs. O'Connor? No. He's never been any trouble. He goes to school every day, and he comes home right after practice. Practice? He's on the track team. He practices twice a week. May I see him? Yes, sir. Bring the O'Connor kid to my office. In you go. All right, don't push. Sean, what's... what's all this about? What did you do? Mom, what are you... Have a seat, Mr. O'Connor. What's going... Have a seat. The rest of you will have to leave while I talk to the suspect. Of course. Why is that? It's standard operating procedure, ma'am. I'm sure Sean's okay with them staying. Aren't you, honey? (sighs) Sure. What do I care? Is that good enough? It is. Thank you, McManus. What is this? An episode of This Is Your Life? Why don't you get the twins down here? We can take pictures. Watch your mouth, young man. You here to gloat, Nolan? I thought it occurred to me. Let's cut to the chase, son. You tried to kill someone, and there are many witnesses. You're looking at a long stretch. Unless... Unless what? We believe your son was hired by someone who wants Jim dead. Correct, Sean? I'm not saying. I'm no fink. No, you're a fool. Watch it. Is your boss down here worried about you? Of course not. He couldn't care less. Some dumb kid he's thinking, who got caught in his first job, will find someone else to take his place while he rots in jail. You don't know that. You're a patsy, Sean. A big patsy. Oh, how I wish I'd got you. Sean O'Connor! You don't understand, Mom. Explain it to me, then. Why would you try such a thing? Haven't I been a good parent? It's not you. Then what? Tell me. Lieutenant, do I still have the right to remain silent? Yes. Then I'd like to go back to my cell. I've had enough of this. One Herald Examiner, please, Bobby. Yeah, sure thing. Say, I'm glad you came by. Why? I thought I paid my tab. You did, you did. We're even Steven. I was gonna come see you right after it happened, but I couldn't get away until my son showed up. After what happened? Not here. In the alley. I don't want anybody hearing us. Mm. 
somebody was talking about you earlier. Who? I don't know the guy's name. What did he say? Jim, you know I don't eavesdrop on my customers' conversations, but I can't help but hear sometimes. What did you hear? It was around 10 o'clock when I saw him. A big guy, big and tall. He had to be six foot five, maybe more. He had a short haircut, a redhead. He was wearing a long black raincoat, and he was built like a house. How old? Uh, early 40s, probably. I heard him mention your name. I couldn't hear all what he said. I had customers. What did he say? He mentioned something about the kid striking out. He had a mean looking tough with him, just as big and tall. What do we do now, he asked his boss. And the boss said something about how he didn't come all the way out here to have things messed up by some penny ante operator. I think he meant you. I've been called worse. And then? This I heard him say clearly, Jim. He said, you leave Nolan to me. Any luck with Bobby Kellerman? Not yet. I left Sergeant McManus with him. We have enough mugshot books to keep them both busy for a while. So, a new kid in town, huh? Looks that way. From where, I wonder? Wherever he's from, he's in Boston now and thinks I'm a thorn in his side. If only Sean O'Connor would spill his guts. He will. You seem pretty sure of that. I am. Now that he's spent a night behind bars, I've sent in the big guns. Ten minutes, O'Connor. No more. Mom, what are you doing here? Visiting my boy in prison. I never dreamed I'd have to say that. What happened to your eye? Uh, a big guy hit me. Why? He wanted my cigarettes. He got him. I didn't sleep a wink last night, dear. Not a wink. Mom. Your sisters are worried, too. Susie asked me if she'll ever see you again. You're breaking our hearts. Why, son? Why? I must know. I, I was I was trying to... to help. Help? Things have been pretty tough at home since Dad left us. He'll come back. I wish I could be sure of that. Faith, son. You have to have faith. Well, I can see what being alone has done to you. You barely eat. You're scrubbing your fingers to the bone morning and night doing other people's laundry. I had to get some money. 
You've got a job. Pin money. I need it. We needed a big payday. All I had to do was one job for the boss, collect the dough, and take off. I can run fast. Where would you go? Wherever I had to. The police? I'd be on the lam, but one step ahead of them all the time. What would you do with the money? Give it to you. Blood money? I wouldn't have a dime of it. But think of how it would have helped our family. Who told you about this? Someone at the restaurant? One of the other waiters. He said it was easy money. Easy. But not honest. Look, the boss wanted Nolan gone so he could move his operation into town with the less trouble. Well, one day I saw Jim Nolan written in the reservation book at the restaurant. I checked it. Who, Sean? Who's the man in charge? I... I can't. I'm ashamed of you. Ashamed. Don't say that, please. The Sean I carried for nine months would never try to kill someone. Never. Officer. I'm ready to leave now. Please don't leave me, Mom. Please don't. I can't go back there. I can't. There, there, honey. You can rest your head and... and tell Mom everything. Jack Fig, you sure, Bobby? Oh yeah, you don't forget the look of a guy who threatens your friend's life. He's the one. Thank you, Mr. Kellerman. You can go now. That's it? That's it. What about catching the bum? We'll take care of that. You, uh, you take care of yourself, Jim. You hear me? Sure thing. We're in business. That's the same name the O'Connor kid told his mom. How did you know that would work? She reminds me a lot of my mother, and I never could stand up to her. Look me in the eye, she'd say. Then I'd melt. Carmichael. Sure. Just a minute. Jim, it's for you. Jim Nolan. Jim, it's Mom. Something bad's happened. What? You remember Larry Marino, the baker? Of course. He makes some great stuff. I just got a call from his wife. Some guys came into his bakery and beat him up. Left him unconscious and bleeding on the floor. He's on his way to Mercy Hospital. I'm leaving here now. Jim, Larry told his wife that the guys who beat him up mentioned... Mentioned your name. Jim, good to see you. I'm surprised you can see me at all out of that eye. Not too much, but the other one is still (laughs) A-OK. Larry, this is Lieutenant Carmichael of the police. Good to meet you, Lieutenant. You too. I want to get a statement from you when you're up to it. Sure, sure. 
How are you? Uh, it hurts a bit, but the docs have me taped up and on some pain pills. I'll live. What happened? It must have been around 10.30. I heard the bell over the shop door ring. I walked up front to see who it was. And in comes this bear of a guy with some creep beside him. The bear? Tall, broad shoulders, short red hair? Yeah, and a long raincoat. He says he's taking things over and wants 50 bucks a month in protection money from me. You know how hard I work, Jim. Hardest working baker in town. I'm not about to give 50 bucks a month to some hood, so I told him what he could do with his request. And then? His boy told me what I could do with my big mouth. He started in on me. He had a mean right hook. The boss may have joined in. I... I don't know. Next thing I remember, I'm lying in a heap on the floor with blood pouring out of my nose and two cracked ribs in my chest. My son came and found me when I didn't come home for lunch. I'm sorry, Larry. Not your fault, kid. Anyway, when I was lying on the floor of my bakery, I heard the boss say something like, Now that's what we need to do to Jim Nolan. That and more. You need a doctor? Nah, I'll be okay. I should be up for that statement tomorrow, Lieutenant. I'll check with your doctors. You'd you'd better get some rest. Just one more thing. What? They're coming back tomorrow. Same time. I heard the boss say so. I want to be there tomorrow. This is police business. My man and I can handle it. I'm sure you can, but it's personal now. Fig and his thug beat up Larry because he's my friend. We don't know that for sure, Jim. It could be a coincidence. Marino has a shop in town, and Fig is looking to take over all the businesses down there. They're trying to get to me by hurting my friends. Well, it's working, and I won't allow it. Who's next? Mom? Bobby? Rebecca? Jim. Please, Lieutenant. I need to confront Fig. I need to see him hauled away. I need to know that he won't be hurting anyone else. Cake man. Come out, come out, wherever you are. None of that, Rico. Mr. Marino might be a big mouth, but he's also a businessman, like we are. Sorry, Mr. Fig. Good morning. You're not Marino. Nothing gets by you. Where is he? In the hospital, thanks to your boy there. <laughs> I guess I hit him pretty hard, huh? Who are you? A friend. Well, friend. Is the baker gonna cough up the money he owes me? I wouldn't count on it. Then something's wrong with him. Doesn't he underst- 
So you look kind of familiar. What's your name? Jim Nolan. Easy, Rico. But he's right here. I have eyes too. We might never have a better chance to- Maybe Mr. Nolan doesn't have to die after all. Huh? He came here to talk to me face to face. That shows a certain amount of bravery, don't you think? Uh, I guess so. What do you think, Jim? How about I let you live? That's awfully big of you. I'm sure there'd be some... conditions. Of course. You're a little more than an annoyance to me, Nolan. But you and your family's reach is strong around here. You flatter me. My men and I are moving in. We're gonna collect protection money, run the rackets, whatever we feel like. Ain't nobody gonna stand in our way. If you lay low and let us do what we want, I'll let you and those you hold dear live. <laughs> Who knows? I might even cut you in for a piece of the pie. All that just for giving you and your boys a pass, huh? No way, Fig. Why don't you pack up and go back under your rock? Nobody talks to Mr. Fig that way. You insulted the wrong man, Nolan. He's all yours, Rico. <laughs> a pleasure. Drop the gun, Rico. What the? Boss? Drop it or your boss will have a bullet in his chest. Do as he says. Kick it over to the officers. No funny stuff. Get out the cuffs, men. Fig? What? This. Jim. That's for Larry Marino. So does this count as our third and a half date? <laughs> I guess it does. We didn't have to come back to the same restaurant, you know. I don't believe in leaving things unfinished. Now, as I recall, you were thinking about ordering a lobster. Have you decided what you're going to do about Sean O'Connor? I had a long talk with his mom and Lieutenant Carmichael. I'm not going to press charges. <laughs> really? Sean told Carmichael the name of the other waiter tipped him off about the, uh, business opportunity. And that kid is already outing a lot of Fig's men. The lieutenant should be able to clean things up pretty easily now. That's good. Besides, <laughs> I get the feeling that Mrs. Akana will see to it that her boy straightens up and flies right as only a mother can. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, Becky, if you don't mind... I would like to change our dinner plans just a little bit. What do you mean? Would you mind if we skipped the bread this time? You've been listening to episode 23 of Jim Nolan, Private Eye, New in Town. It starred our regular cast, Russell Gold as Jim Nolan. Kim Giannopoulos as Gladys Nolan, Brian Bedard as Lieutenant Walter Carmichael, and Katie Daynert as the narrator. Guest starring in this episode in order of appearance were 
Tanya Milojevic as Rebecca, Micah Touche as Sean O'Connor, Jan Anderson as Mr. Curtis, Rob Scheimer as the man, Mary Lee Robinson as the woman, Dave Morgan as Sergeant McManus, Laura Bednarski as Mrs. O'Connor, Ted Wenskus as Bobby Kellerman, Julie Bruno as the officer, Pete Lutz as Larry Marino, Chris Marcellus as Jack Fig, and Chris Poyer as Rico. Jim Nolan, Private Eye, was created by Mike Murphy and Arlene Osborne. The script was written by Mike Murphy. The Jim Nolan, Private Eye theme was composed and performed by Vivian Dosco. Please hear more of her wonderful music at myspace.com slash Vivian Dosco. That's www.myspace.com slash V-I-V-I-A-N-D-O-S-K-O-W. Producer, Mike Murphy. Assistant producer and webmaster, Captain John Tadrazak. Mixer, Glenn Haskell. Script editor, Arlene Osborne. Art director, Alexa Chipman. Visit us on the web at misfitsaudio.com and on Facebook. Thanks to Captain John Tadrazak for airing this show. Mike Murphy gratefully acknowledges the continued help of Arlene Osborne. All the characters portrayed herein are fictitious. Any resemblance to actual people, living or dead, is purely coincidental. This production is for enjoyment purposes only. I'm your narrator, Katie Daynard. This is an original production by Misfits Audio. Copyright 2015. All rights reserved.